Welcome to From Inside the Hive with me, Jane Galloway from Quiet Hive. I'm delighted to be speaking to you again. This time I'm going to introduce you to a challenge that I run quarterly. It takes place over seven days and is completely free. And I want to talk you through it in case you don't want to sign up for whatever reason, but you'd like to know some more about the different areas we cover. This is to enable you to go through it on your own. Of course, if you do want to join us, you would be very welcome. We're right in the middle of one now, but it's not too late to join. And the next one will take place in July time. So have a listen, see what you think, but promise me you will spend a little bit of time on yourself. After this, pause it if you want and go through the questions, but make the time to spend some time reflecting on where you've been, where you are now, and where you want to go to next. Enjoy. Hi, how are you? I hope this finds you well. We are running the quarterly personal review challenge at the moment and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that today because I want to be sure that each of us are able to spend some time checking in on where we are, where we've been and where we're headed to. You know that for me this makes so much sense in order to make sure that we are heading towards and know what our true north is. So the quarterly personal review. It's something that is free that I run, unsurprisingly, quarterly and takes place over seven days and anyone is welcome to join. In fact, I'll drop the sign up into um, the show notes so that you guys can access that easily. But I wanted to talk to you about what we do in it so that If you don't want to sign up, but you want to follow along, you can absolutely do that. So I send out um, a different email every day over seven days. The first day is really easy. It invites you into the Facebook community and asks you to introduce yourself, but also to set out your intention. Why are you signing up to this personal review? Now, For me, the reason I did this um, came on the back of a brilliant podcast conversation I had with Margaret Shearer, and I will drop the link into that podcast episode too, so you can go back and re-listen. And Margaret and I talked about how little time we spend focusing on our own objectives, our informants, in the same way that you might do through a job. You might have a performance review on a quarterly or maybe monthly or maybe only annual basis, but we don't do that for ourselves. And actually, it's really, really important. So I'm going to talk you through the sections that I include in this so that you know a bit more about it and are able to do that for yourself. So after you've set your intentions, day two is starting with the good stuff. It asks you to think about what you have done brilliantly over the last quarter, so the last three months. It's really easy to remember the times when we failed or didn't get the outcomes or the impact that we were hoping for. We are very, very Uh, quick to let the positive stuff slide because it doesn't present a risk or a danger therefore we don't need to hang on to it and that's how our brains kind of work but when you look back over what you've achieved over the past three months it is incredible the things that we managed to accomplish in spite of everything else is really worth reflecting and celebrating 
So look back and see what you've done. It doesn't have to be massive stuff. It can be small, tiny things. It can be brave conversations you had or new things that you tried. It can be stuff you said brilliantly at work or the times when you said no rather than said yes to something or the times when you said yes to something you were a bit scared of. Times when you were brave and times when you surprised yourself. If you really struggle, go back through your diary, remind yourself what meetings you had, where you were, who you were with. Ask friends or family if you're really not sure or colleagues as to what they would say your biggest achievements over the next last quarter have been. The next bit is to think about some of your blockers and barriers. Over the last three months, there are always uh, times when we've got in our own way that we've stopped ourselves from doing things. What were the opportunities you wanted to take but you didn't and why not? Are they external blockers like money or time or geography or the lack of knowledge? Or are they internal? And some of those things that we think that are external are actually fulsomely to blame internally. So these are things like your mindset or your confidence or the inner critic talking you out of something or just procrastinating. Have a look and see what you notice about each of these. Because when we know where our blockers are, and quite often they're the same blockers time and time again, and very often we get in our own way, we can start to explore what they look like and how we can move forward beyond them. In fact, barriers and blockers were something we were talking about in the last session of the Amazing Women Leaders um, in session five. It's something that's really important to get to know so that you can spot where they are true barriers and blockers, and in which case plan to do something about them, or where they are maybe held internally and perhaps it's our mindset that we can think about adjusting to help us achieve more stuff. More stuff, that sounds bad, doesn't it? So I think the other thing to consider is this isn't about achieving stuff for stuff's sake, which is what I just make it sound like, but it is about thinking about the things that matter. So all of those things that matter to you, whether you're moving towards your purpose, whether you want to live a bit more intentionally, whether you, so my, my, my dream for you guys listening to this is that you get to the end of your lives and look back on it without regret. And the things you do regret, you regret because you didn't, because you did them rather than because you didn't do them, right? So it's better to regret the things you did than the things you didn't. That's what I believe anyway. So it's not just about stuff. I said that quite flippantly and I apologize, but it is about what are you stopping yourself from doing that could really push you to grow to live a more fulfilled and exciting life if that's the one you choose for you. Day four is a goodie, it's one I love, tribe, connection and support. And this is all about exploring where you get your support and help and who might need it from you. So we are very quick to offer help and support and sometimes it's something we love to do to be able to make a difference or an impact for friends, for family, for our clients or colleagues by supporting and helping them. Um, but we're not so good at asking for it ourselves. So in this uh, particular section, I ask you to think about where you get your support. Who is in your tribe? Who are the people that you spend the most time with? And are they energy angels 
or energy vampires? Are they people that radiate energy or drain it from you? Because there is a school of thought that says that we are the product of the five people that we spend the most time with. And if those are five people that you find draining, exhausting, that they are energy vampires, then that's not going to be doing you much good. And you might want to start thinking about how you can invite some of the the good people into your life, the people who make you feel just like you, only even better, that want the best for you, that challenge you, that give you a gentle and loving boot up the butt when you need it. Who are they? Who do you need to nurture those relationships with? And who do you need to let go of? Who's missing from your support network? Are there particular skills, experiences, people that you want to invite in? They might be mentors or coaches. And if you want to hear more about that, then just drop me a line because I'm really happy to have a conversation between about the differences between those and what might be more suitable for you. So think about where you get your support, who is in your tribe, what are the connections? Then there's something about asking for help. So reflect on where you have asked for help and did it make a difference? What difference did it make? Did it not make a difference? That's also interesting to explore. Could you have asked differently? And where didn't you ask for help that actually if you had have asked, it might have helped you. It might have made things easier. It might have moved you along. It might have helped turn a no to an opportunity into a yes. Think about that as well because that is really insightful. Finally, in this section, it's all about who might need your help. You have all got incredible skills and expertise. You have got lived experiences which can support other people and real in-depth knowledge, techniques, experiences and skills, as I said, that will really benefit other people. So who might need your help and how can you offer it? It's a good one to think about as you go forward. If nothing else, it gives you the feel-good factor for sure. The next day is all about exploring guilt. Now, I work with primarily women, as you will know if you are a keen listener to this podcast or follower of Quiet the Hive. Go follow me if you're not already over on Instagram at the, sorry, at quiet underscore the underscore hive. How many times... Have you said no to something when you should have said yes or you wanted to say yes, but you just felt guilty about doing it because of the time you might need to put in or the money it might cost you or the sense that you somehow don't deserve it? How many times have you said no because of a sense of duty or obligation or other people's expectations or your perceived expectations of them? When we can start to identify when this guilt is really real, i.e. you have tangible proof or you know deep in your soul that what you're doing is wrong, compared to actually you have made this guilt for yourself, you have assumed that it would take time away in a way that perhaps the wider family or colleagues wouldn't understand. Have you spoken to them about it? Have you explored it? Is there proof that actually, this is a real thing to feel guilty about. When you do that, and when you have a look, work out what it is that you notice from this quarter that you want to take into or leave behind in the next. 
The penultimate day is all about working out what's important to you at the moment. So where are you spending your energies? Where are you putting your energy into? What's taking up time? And then think about whether it's where you would like to be putting your energy. Is it where you want to be spending your time? And what do you notice about that? What do you want to take forward into the next quarter? And what do you want to leave behind? Day seven. In some ways, this feels like the tricky bit, but you have by now got all the data you need. And this is around creating your action plan. So what are you going to take into your next quarter? What are some of the ideas or principles or intentions? And what are the actions you want to take? Who are the people you need to reach out to and ask for help around this? Who do you want to offer help to? Who do you need to surround yourself with? What are the goals and aims you have based on what made you feel good from last time or what really felt like a drudgery? Find yourself an accountability buddy. Do this program with a friend. Sign up together and work through it together and then you've got an accountability buddy going forward. Or use the Facebook group. It's a really good one to reach out and ask for support or help from the community. So there you go. That is the quarterly personal review. So why do I do it? Well, as I said at the beginning, there's something really powerful about spending time reflecting on where you've been, where you are now, and where you want to go to. When we blindly go through, suddenly that's where we realise that, crikey, a whole year has slipped by. I cannot believe how far we are into this year already, by the way, as I record this. Nearly May. Um... But you'll find that a whole year has slipped by and yet again, you didn't do the thing you wanted to do. So why not spend some time working out what that is and intentionally setting some plans and goals to move you closer to where you need to be so that you end up putting your energy and time into the places you love, into the places that will grow you and develop you and end up with you feeling like you have a real sense of fulfillment in the way that you are choosing to be and live your life. I hope that's helpful to you. I would really encourage you to give it a go. Where people do it, they do find it's really, really useful. It's all part of a wider scheme. If this interests you and you do it and you think you'd like to take it further, then reach out. There's plenty of ways you can begin to use this more frequently and in a better, kind of more intentional way, really. Anyway, I'd love to hear how that works out for you, whether you take each of those sections and review them. I would recommend not rushing it. The reason I do it over seven days is so that you can spend half an hour, 15 minutes each day exploring these things. But do, I can't speak, do commit to it. Do be intentional about it. And the other reason I send out worksheets is because we know when we write these things down, it sinks in, it stays with us. And if you can create yourself a beautiful new notebook or something that feels good and permanent to write in, then each quarter when we do the review, you've got last quarter's results straight in front of you. And that's the beautiful thing because that's when you can start to spot patterns, start to see themes that are coming through. And each time you reflect in this way, you will begin to develop more of a picture around what it is you might want to achieve.
aspire to, be intentional about. You should be doing this regularly, quarterly as a minimum. Check in with yourselves weekly. Take those moments to step away from the dance floor, get up on the balcony and have a sort of eagle-eyed view of what is going on in your life. And if there are areas you want to attend to or quietly put to bed or maybe spend more time there. Okay, that's it for this week. I hope that's helpful. I hope it gives you some key questions to explore um, and a little opportunity to spend some time with you working out how you can identify a life you love. I'll speak to you soon. Take good care. If you enjoyed this podcast from Inside the Hive by Quiet the Hive, then please leave us a five-star rating or drop us any comments in the box below. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Any comments or ratings you give us all help other people who would benefit from the content to find us. Thanks so much.